0: This episode of the Power Connect's News You Can Use is brought to you by Utility API. We must not confuse dissent with disloyalty. What did he say? You ready? Welcome into the Power Connect Podcast. I'm your host, Fred Davis. Episode 21 of the program happening today. It's a Friday vibe, boys and girls. News you can use. And what a week for news it's been. Obviously, the clean energy spending bill has gotten all the attention, and rightfully so. Huge about face from Senator Joe Manchin after two weeks ago scuttling any hope for any kind of clean energy spending. And then of course the news came out late Wednesday night that him and Mr. Schumer had agreed on a nearly $370 billion package. So let's go ahead and get into some of that today. Here is news you can use. Stock market reacts. Positively to the new clean energy bill, the stock market didn't mind the newly announced Manchin-Schumer clean energy bill either, as clean energy shares soared early Thursday after Manchin and... Schumer agreed to the nearly $370 billion deal that includes tax credits for electric vehicles, renewable energy projects, and clean hydrogen, among others. The iShares Global Clean Energy ETF added about 5.2%, extending a recent recovery, as traders anticipate the Federal Reserve will begin cutting interest rates next year following recent rate hikes. Renewables giant Nextera advanced 5.8%, and solar and hydrogen stocks that have been seen as particularly sensitive to changes in tax credits and incentives such as Sonova Energy and Plug Power surged more than 20%. Electric vehicle charging firm's ChargePoint Holdings added about 12%. The Wall Street Journal also reported that analysts say one factor helping clean energy stocks as of late are the upside earnings revisions for renewable energy companies this year, signaling growing confidence for companies like Solar Panel and Wind Turbine Makers. Clean energy ETFs, however, are still almost 40% off from their early 2021 highs through Wednesday's close though. Analysts do agree, though, that while the spending package falls short of what many climate scientists say is needed to put the U.S. on track to meet its emissions reductions goals. The deal's passage before November's midterm elections could help kickstart emerging climate areas such as making hydrogen using renewable power. Quote, if Manchin's commitment holds up and the package is enacted before the midterms, we will believe it when we see it. This outcome would be welcomed by the various clean energy industries, said a Raymond James analyst in a note. You can go to the thewallstreetjournal.com for more on that story. EV credits also win in the new bill. The new bill would allow car buyers to continue to claim the current $7,500 federal tax credit for the purchase of clean vehicles. The new preferred phrase describing plug-in hybrid, battery electric, and the hydrogen fuel cell vehicles, replacing the old phrase, quote, new qualified plug-in electric drive motor vehicles. You can say that again. It would also remove the current 200,000 vehicle cap before triggering a phase out of the tax credit, a huge win for companies like Tesla, Toyota, and General Motors, which have all sold more than 200,000 EVs. In an entirely new provision, the bill includes a $4,000 tax credit for the purchase of a used clean vehicle, a potential boon for middle and low income car buyers who are less likely to be able to afford a brand new EV, but are still hoping to switch to something less polluting. And the bill amends the definition of eligible vehicles to include all vehicles manufactured in North America. A previous version of the proposed tax credits would have favored American-based manufacturers, sparking furious Canadian lobbying to get it changed. There are some limitations on who can claim a tax credit for a new or used vehicle purchase. The deal includes a cap on the suggested retail price of eligible vehicles of fifty-five thousand dollars for new cars, eighty thousand dollars for pickups, SUVs, and vans. Credits would be capped to an income level of one hundred fifty grand for a single filing taxpayer and three hundred thousand for joint filers for new vehicles, and at seventy-five and one hundred fifty thousand for used cars. Other vehicles not eligible for tax credits include those with batteries that contain minerals that were, quote, extracted, processed, or recycled by a foreign entity of concern, which is defined as a state sponsoring terrorism or countries blocked by the Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Asset Control. You can go to TheVerge.com for more on the story. New Zealand government fights oil and gas permitting lawsuit. Despite declaring a climate emergency and committing to eliminating offshore exploration, New Zealand's government has argued that the climate risk is of, quote, insufficient weight to stop it from issuing oil and gas exploration permits. In an article from TheGuardian.com, the government is in court defending the 2021 decision to allow fossil fuel companies to prospect for oil and gas in Taranaki. A group of students sued over the decision, saying the ministry failed to adequately consider the climate impact of the exploration or give enough weight to crucial documents, including advice from the Climate Commission and the International Energy Agency's Net Zero by 2050 report. Just six months before granting the permits, the government had declared a national climate emergency. The Prime Minister at the time, Jacinda Ardern, said the declaration at the time was, quote, an acknowledgement of the next generation, an acknowledgement of the burden that we'll carry if we do not get this right and we do not take action now. It is up to us to make sure we demonstrate a plan for action and a reason for hope. In 2018, the government committed to no new offshore oil and gas exploration permits, but continued to grant permits onshore. Scientists say the world must immediately stop prospecting for new oil and gas and coal reserves, if If it wants to limit the most catastrophic impacts of climate change. In May 2021, a report from the IEA concluded that development of new oil or gas fields and coal mines must stop that year if the world wanted to reach its goal of net zero by 2050. Go to TheGuardian.com for more on the story. Finally, Reuters say ESG companies are performing better. In a report shared exclusively with Reuters, stock funds outperformed across global markets over the last five years if they were weighted toward companies with positive environmental, social, and governance Scores. Sustainable research data firm ESG book analysis of. Model portfolios containing 60 to 85 stocks on average showed performance varied widely by individual ESG components. Companies with better governance scores, though, outperformed more strongly than those with higher social scores, for example. The analysis excluded companies with low market capitalizations and daily trade volumes to avoid distortion. Investors are scrutinizing every piece of data they can thanks to trillions of dollars flowing into funds focused on ESG performance and how that impacts returns. As an example, the firm's research showed a model portfolio of European stocks Toward ESG leaders was the best regional performer with an annual average return of 1.5.9% above its unweighted benchmark from January 2017 through April 2022. You can go to Reuters.com for more on the stories. <laughs> That's going to do it for today's edition of News You Can Use. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed what you heard today. As always, News You Can Use an espresso shot of energy news for your brain every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. As always, make sure you're connected to the Power Connect via the website, thepowerconnect.net. Follow us on Apple and Spotify, and if you listen to us on Apple, give us a five-star rating. It helps with the algorithm, and we think we do a good job. And if you can listen to the entire episode, you will be glad that you did. We've got some great episodes coming up. The climate restoration authors, Peter Fiakowski and Carol Douglas, a little Saturday special. That's going to come out tomorrow. We've got Sean Kelly from Amperon, Jim Curtin from Grid Monitor, all kinds of good guests coming up. And, of course, as always, if you want to be part of the show, all you got to do follow us on LinkedIn, Fred Davis, The Power Connect. Shoot me an email, fred at thepowerconnect.net. If you want to be a podcast partner, if you want to be a sponsor, or if you just want to be on the show, let us know. Everybody have a great weekend. Don't forget, Climate Restoration Authors, Saturday special of The Power Connect happening on Saturday. Thank you all for tuning in this week, and what a great week it's been. This has been The Power Connect Podcast, connecting the energy transition one conversation at a time.